good evening. So we are a week away from the holiday of Shavuos, a week away from Kabbalah's Hatorah, a week away from the, the, the Yom Tif of uh, the day we accepted the Torah. It's actually remarkable. I remember I had a friend who said so he worked in an office. He said, take off for Shavuos. There's a lot of Jews there. Like, what? Never heard of Shavuos. They never heard of Shavuos. I know. You know. You probably have you've seen it. No, they I don't know ne- people. They don't know. Not even know what it is. The day we got the Torah from Hashem. So it was a remarkable thing. I was just thinking. So before anything else, ladies, I want to tell you something. T- t- uh, tomorrow is Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Sivan. I, I was, it's a day which the Shlah, who is one of the greatest... Uh, sages of the late 16th, early 17th century, who was a Rav in Frankfurt, Germany, and a Rav in Yerushalayim, who was the greatest disseminator of the Torah of the Arizal, of Lurianic Kabbalah, um, uh, in Europe. He spread uh, the, the Lurianic Kabbalah throughout Europe. So he says, tomorrow is a day when you're supposed to pray for your children to follow the way of Torah mitzvahs. Oh. And he actually has something called a tefillah hashlaf. If anyone wants it, you can email me. I'll give you a link to it. You, you'll call me. I'll, I'll tell you word for word. Is it in Ah, uh, yes. It's in Anenu. It's, it's for, no, no. It, I know so. It's in Anenu. So I wanted to say one thing. During the day? During the day. During the day. It is a, he actually wrote a tefillah to daven for your children. I want to say tell you one thing. I just, I was just tonight, today, I, I got into this a little bit to genealogy, online genealogy, uh, just for whatever reasons. I'm trying because I want to get to my Holocaust people down uh, on it. It's actually remarkable because on some of my sides you can go back hundreds of years, literally hundreds, hundreds of years. Um, and I, for my mother's parents, I still want. I can only get back their parents. I can't get back because of the Holocaust. Um, and then my wife, my, my, my father's mother, I really like about 300 400 years, my, my father's grandfather, my mother, my, my, my wife's grandmother goes back to, I think, Adam, I think they go back to, to, to the creation of the world, through David and Malachi, through Spain, the whole shebang. But here's what I was saying, I, I, today, on, on it, I saw my wife's great-grandfather, his Ellis Island, coming into Ellis Island, I can get it because it connects to everything online. It's a computer. It's, it's mind-boggling. So when you're on these programs, so I saw his Ellis Island the day he got registered coming into Ellis Island in August 1937. He was 46 years old on, on the thing. Uh, and he's coming from Palestine. He had to leave Israel, Palestine, because he had issues with the government there, etc. So if I was a spy for whatever, so he leaves. I said, tell my wife, you know, imagine this. He leaves in 1937. He comes to America. America, 19, this is that's 80 years ago. In 1937, America, there was very little Torah. You talk about many Jews got lost. There was a generation of these immigrants. So many of these people got lost. And when he passed away in 1980, he had dozens and dozens of descendants. Today, this person, Azriel Sakachovsky, who passed away in 1980, who came on that boat in August 1937, has many hundreds of descendants. Matter of fact, they have a Hanukkah party, his descendants, because when he had a thing about his children and grandchildren, when he was alive, 
his children and grandchildren had to come to a Hanukkah party at his house, and he'd give them a check, he'd give them money. So his children made a Hanukkah party for their children. Now it's like a couple of generations later. There are name tags. There's just so many people, and you have no idea who everyone is. And they're all related to my wife somehow. I mean, they have name tags. And to my knowledge, every single one of them is Shomer Tarmitzis. To my knowledge. Um, I mean, I mean, for sure over a thousand. I just don't know what the number is. Um, uh, so, but what's my point over here? This is a man who 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 came in Ellis Island in 1937. Now we're 80 years later. He he, he did everything he could. He needs siyat the shmaya. You need you need Hashem's blessing. You need prayer. Everyone, you know, it says the Moshe Feinstein brings out some of this tshuva. Some is motivated to connect to Judaism. That means it had a great grandparent or a great great grandparent, somebody who prayed for them. That's how you end. That's how you ladies end up in this room here tonight. Somebody in your history prayed for you. Somebody in your past prayed for you. So you need to really every single day, a parent has to pray for their children every single day. You don't know which the feel is, but if you don't, at least tomorrow you come into Shavuos. You're talking about the, the, the future of your generations. You don't know what, where the tefillahs go. I, I, I said that the stipler, this one stipler is doing, he says, davening for his son. Anyone who emails me, I will give you a link. Uh, uh, or it's in any book. Or, it's the, or the art school sends it tomorrow. Uh, the stipler, who was one of the greatest ages of the last generation, so it is, he, was once, he, was, he was an older man, he was in his 70s, who said he's davening for his son. So his son, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, who's the leading sage today, was in his fifties, and he was sitting there davening for his son that he should go. You know, he should be great. And that's how Reb Chaim Kanievsky, who's now in his eighties, is the greatest sage of the generation because he had a father, a parent who davened for them. So, ladies, your mothers, when they be grandmothers, if you daven, daven, and daven. Tomorrow, if you're not, you should really do it every day. I mention it tomorrow just because it's a custom, and it's going to show us. You gotta daven. You need to daven for your children. And don't waste an opportunity. Every prayer from a parent is precious. You don't know, you know, it's interesting to me uh, that when I'm on this genealogy thing, it's actually more than interesting. It's, it's shivering that I can see some of the camps. I had no idea who died, who died in Auschwitz. Some of my relatives, you can see Auschwitz. Home, though, you know. Like all the different places, and some would just say, just say Holocaust, like, and, and there are dozens and dozens. I'm just started. I'm sure there'll be a lot more coming up. Dozens, momish dozens of relatives that have Holocaust. 41, 42, 43. You know, I just and there's. I mean, I lost hundreds of in that tree of of relatives. My my issue. My, my grandparents had multiple siblings, and all their cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents all were murdered. Um, but my grandmother, who survived six years of the Holocaust, six years, I mean, she, she was in Poland, the day the war started, is when the Holocaust started from her. You know, she lost her first spouse in the Holocaust. I mean, I mean, literally crazy stories. She was, I, I've said this before, she was one of 30,000 Jews to be in Poland and not be sent to Russia who survived the war out of three plus million Jews. Are you talking about, you know, the statistics of that are? I mean, mind-boggling. So she said, she always told me, she always claimed that she survived because of Kibar Aviyim. 
but, but she also said that her father was always nervous about her because she was like the, you know, a little bit more the rebellious one. She was always religious. She married a Hasidic Jew. She's always a very religious girl. But she was like the troublemaker of the family when she was younger. So I said, you know why, Bubby, you, you, you survived? Because your father davened for you the most. He was the most, he said, he was the most nervous about her. And her father, my, the person I'm named after, my, my grandmother who passed away last year, 103, her father was Menachem Mendel. Uh, so I'm named after, I said, this person, he said, Davin for her left and right. I said, That's not, how do you think you survived? You know, a, a mother especially, a mother's prayers for a child, you don't know where it goes. So take advantage uh, of the opportunity. And generally, she daven every day. I, I, I just want to just, you know, we have to learn and, a parent davens for children every day. Every day. And you don't give up on, on children. Hashem doesn't give up on us. We don't give up on children. We don't give up on grandchildren. Every day. But certainly on Erev Rosh Sivan, as we come into Shavuos, not only should our grandchildren know what Shavuos is, right? but our grandchildren have, we should have a Torah life where every day is is is. is you know, when you learn Torah, it's, it's, a, it's a Kabbalah, it's, a Torah, it's acceptance of Torah. So it's, it's, it's an important time of the, of the year. Uh, but it's important tomorrow to remember about our children. Tonight, though, we're going to worry about ourselves a little bit. And we're going to talk about Zerizis, which we've been talking about. This alacrity. I'm going to explain what does it break down, what Zerizis is. Bibir Chelke Hazrizis. To explain the different portions of Zerizis of alacrity. Says the Ramchal, Chalki Hazrizis Shnayim. Echad Kodem, you need to have Zrizus before your deed to get the deed accomplished. If you sleep on the job, you won't get there. There's so many things in life to get there, you need to have push yourself. To get to a class, actually, I spoke to someone today. Says, you know, she wants to come, but she can't come. Blah, 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 blah. You know, legitimate. But to get somewhere, you gotta, you know. You know, you got to have Jesus. There are lots of things that stop you from getting to where you could be, especially by mitzvahs. I, I, where did I see this one? Just one second. I'm blanking out what it was. Um, recently, this past week, I was reading about someone who's trying, who was spreading Torah, and they were very successful. Uh, but whenever they spoke, there would always be something went wrong. The power went out. <laughs> You know, something got happened. There was lots of. He said it, it, he knew at that point that they were doing the right thing, because the Yitzhar wanted to stop it. The Yitzhar wants to stop it. I mean, it's the evil inclination by a Jew doing a mitzvah. There's a Yitzhar that tries to block it. So you need to have Zerizus to get there. It can't just be well intentioned. So you gotta be quick. You gotta take seize the day, take the moment. You need one before you do the deed and after you do the deed. Exercising Zerizis before the deed means as follows. Don't delay in starting a mitzvah. Rather, when the time of the mitzvah arrives, or when a mitzvah Opportunity comes your way. It could be tzaka, could be charity, it could be to daven tomorrow, <laughs> right? You have a chance in the day to daven. Don't delay it because you may not get it later in the day. You may get tied up. You may get busy. You may have some kind of emergency you didn't plan for. 
It could be having a guest, going to a shir. It could be doing a chesed. When a mitzvah com- com- comes, el- um, don't delay. Rather, when the time mitzvah arrives, when it presents itself in front of you, you have a great idea. You have a shidduch. You think of two people. I, I, I don't want to... I, 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 I got... One of the shidduch I got Patreon Khanas for was for the Frank Schultz shidduch. Okay? I'm sure if I would have left him hang, him hang around there, there would have been other people who thought of it. Okay. But I saw him the first day he walked into the shul. The first day he walked in, I said, hmm, you know, maybe you should go for this. Now, I know Rachel is involved in her becoming religious, so I know her very well. Uh, but, so Jonathan comes for a three-month stay for a contract for the summer. He's supposed to leave. For those who don't know, this boy came here a few summers ago. Now they're married, kids in New Jersey. Uh, kid. Hopefully kids. Um, I, I, I read in the Shirach. He actually had appendicitis that week. Same week. He actually, he, the first day got canceled. But, but, they went out the next, the following week. And he got engaged. He got engaged. Right, his contract ended early. He was supposed to be three months. It was two months. And he got engaged right then. Literally, you, you know, it could have waited. You know, a Shirach set somebody up, two people up meet somebody, you know, somebody just told me today they're going to go to Israel, they want to see Chaim Kanevsky, who I mentioned just before, his father. You know, you go to Israel, you want to do something, you got to take advantage. I, there were, if, anyone ever meet Rabbi Vadi Yosef? You heard, you heard Rabbi Vadi Yosef? Great sage in Israel. When I was in Israel, he was ranked the most powerful person in Israel, head of Netanyahu, Rabbi Vadi Yosef. Most influential person, in, not powerful, Netanyahu is probably more powerful, but most influential. Uh, you can't meet him today. You know why? He's, he's learning from Moshe Rabbeinu, which is in Shemayim. So if you didn't take the opportunity a few years ago, it's no longer here. And there are people who want to, there are people who have relatives, they want to see them, say Shalom Aleichem, fight them, then they disappear. You know, just, things go. You think of something. think of a good deed. You think you want to do a mitzvah. You know, once, uh, uh, once I've seen more than once, a person said he wants to get stuck again right away. You know why? Maybe they'll lose the money. Maybe they it's a hara. Oh, I really, I should save the money. Do, 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 don't. A person that can typhisted. A person wants to go ahead and uh, take advantage of a mitzvah. I mean, again, of course, it has to be thought out, obviously. If you don't have the money, don't give it stuck Or... If you don't want to go to yeshiva, you have no way to support yourself. I mean, everything has to. If it's not a good shidduch, don't. I, 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 I don't think it, re, uh, introducing people who are clearly not for each other is, is a kindness. It actually turns people off very often. I mean, they don't want to date anymore if they get too, read too many. You got to think out. What I'm talking about. Once you think something out and make sense, I'm not talking about being impulsive or reactive or not thorough. We have to be very thorough, by the way. I and mean, we've talked about this previously very thought out about what we're doing. And that's for sure. But if you come to a thought and it makes sense and it's thought through, don't wait. <laughs> don't lose that moment. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You may have the energy today and it may not be here tomorrow. 
or the person may not be here tomorrow, or the opportunity may not be here tomorrow, or the trip may not be here tomorrow. One should quickly jump into action to seize the mitzvah and to perform it. Don't let time go by. Because there is no danger like that danger. Every moment you could lose out. It could be the opportunity could be lost. Yuchol is chadish is the ik of the ma'asatov. You had this good energy and it could be lost. You had the opportunity. You had the money. You had the idea for the shidduch, but the person's leaving. They're gonna go. You gotta do it now. There are people. You know, someone told me once about a very prominent person in Lakewood that when I was in Lakewood, he was still learning. Learning. It was like you know. They said 20 years before, this person was offered a great opportunity to be a big teacher of Torah. But it could have done a lot of good. But he didn't, he waited. He lost his opportunity, it didn't come again. He figured it would come again. The people want to get married. Things come up. It's there. I don't want it. And then it's not there tomorrow. It's a houses. I know somebody. I could punch them. I wouldn't punch them. I like them. And their lady. But, uh, so I'm sure I would punch them. But they had an opportunity to buy a house. And it would have been so good for them. Oh, I don't want that. And it's not there. It uh, disappears. I, you know, somebody once told me, an Israeli said to me a couple of years ago, he says he saves money, and every time that he saves money, the market goes higher. He, he can't keep up with the market because you're in the Bay Area. But you know what it is? A few years before that, he had the money. He just delayed. I wanted a bigger house. He had the money. Yeah, and okay, it's something so you can't know. But very often you have opportunities. You have chances and it doesn't stick around. You know, if you don't push yourself Wednesday nights to come to the share, it's not here Thursday night. This is a share. That's not here next Wednesday. It's sure it's two weeks from now. You know, life is life is short. You don't realize it. You don't there's no danger like the loss of opportunity. If you don't hop around for Yom Kippur. Like I was telling to, to, to Karen Enfeld, Einfeld, you have a bar mitzvah, enjoy it. It's not going to be here. You either chap you enjoy the bar mitzvah, or you don't. You won't have another bar mitzvah for your son. It won't be here again. I, I, I will take a small amount of, I mean, she was a small amount of credit. I told her, listen, your family's coming in. Have a lunch. She was not planning to have a lunch. I said, have a lunch. When are you going to see your family like this again? Your next big simcha is going to be at least six, seven years away from now where your daughter will get married. You know, this is your chance. This is your chance right now. She had her great uncle coming in, right? Uh, uh, you know, who, who is an, an elder, an old Jew, who had been usher's son. I mean, you either take advantage of your family when they come, either, either take advantage, or you lose the opportunity. It won't be here after the bar mitzvah. It won't be here. And you may never have this kind of family get-together Again, for several years. And when you do have it, some of those people won't be here, unfortunately, most likely. So you don't want to delay if you have an idea. You don't want to delay if you have an opportunity. Because you could lose it. Sometimes in life, you have energy. You have the, the time to do it. And that energy wanes. Not sometimes it's physically you don't have an energy anymore. And other times, 
other times, other times, you know, you, you lose a drive. Your drive is very important to accomplish in this world. Drive is super important. I, I, you know, I, I, at some level, you know, this genealogy, I'm not, I'm not spending that much time, but I am spending some time on this. You know, I want to see, I want to see if I can get to my, my real goal Besides it, to give my kids, to, they should know where they come from. It's very important to know where you come from. You know, if you're a descendant of Gedolim, of great people, you should know that. But one of my drives is, one of my drives is, is that my mother's parents, who lost all of their relatives after the Holocaust, they never found anyone. They found like one of them found one, like a third cousin or second cousin, and one found a first uh, or second cousin. But no one, I mean literally no one. So I did this. I want to see if I can get anyone on this. It's times, you know, because people die. I mean, they're ready to Shemaim. But maybe for my, my other, she has cousins. She never knows. She would have, in theory, she could have lots of cousins. She would have no idea. So I actually did, did the DNA test also because it can go with it. So I want to see. And I want to know because it's, you know, time goes by. It doesn't, I'm not, my grandparents looked, by the way. They went through all these charts. But today with the internet, they never used the internet. There wasn't internet in 1960. They didn't have the, that opportunity. They went, where they go to? They went to Yad Vashem. And they put the names into Yad Vashem, and they put it in, there's one other place they put it, and they searched for the names, nothing ever came. And they looked, you know, it could have been that their sibling was alive, who knows? I mean, the chances are unlikely, but if it's not now, it's not gonna, you know, now's a chance. It's, it's, it, uh, there's a lot of things, this, that's, you know, there's lots of things in life. You, you, don't, you don't get the information, like my grandmother, my, just going to genealogy, my Baba Miriam, is crazy. I went to Poland. When I was 18 years old, some yeshiva students. When I was 18 years old, I asked her for her family names. Now remember, this is, Poland did not have birth certificates turn of the, of the 20th century. They were all wiped out. She had no, you know, and, and any records were destroyed. So I asked her for the names. So she wrote it for me on my 18th birthday birthday card. I have these names written out. My grandmother, this Bubby, Probably 18, 10 to 12 years later, already had dementia to an extent. Uh, you know, and today, she's in Shemayim. I can't ask her for those names anymore. I didn't ask her for who these people were. I would never have any idea. I would never know who, who was my great grand Now, you may say, what's the big deal? That's an argument, but if I ever were to find out anything, you know, I could be a descendant of the Volna I have no idea, right? You know, but, but for my children, I want to know who my great-grandparents are. I'll record it, and so I'll be on a little habit. But I, again, you may, you may say family is not, this stuff is not important. I can hear that, and I also can hear, it's good to know that you come, I'm like, I, can, I just told my daughter today, I said, you realize you can go back to Adam Rishon on your, on your mother's, mother's side. You know, that's crazy. And in there, you have all kinds of sages. You know, that, when you live with that reality, you walk around, way, no, walk around knowing that, you live differently, by the way. You think differently. Right? You, you, you think differently. I mean, so, it, but there's so many things, if, if you wait, you lose it. It's not here, there's in, the dangers of losing the mitzvah. You know what a mitzvah is? A mitzvah is eternity. Eternity. It's forever and ever and ever. It metamorphosizes you. It could be you help somebody. You know, I, may, I mentioned the shidduch. Let's imagine somebody else would have made the shidduch. But you know who gets credit? I'm, I'm not saying for me. I, I, I play, you know, I'll get credit. You know what? Because I did it. 
Maybe someone else could have done it. They didn't. And you know what? They're going to get married. They're going to have children. They're going to have their own genealogy. And I'll have some small part in it. And many people have things that I didn't do also. I mean, just trust me. I, just, I dropped plenty of balls over here. But my only point is, is that if you wait, I, you know, my father, Rabbi Mordechai Shapiro, who was a rabbi in Miami Beach, my father did his tahara. Why? The tahara is you prepare for death. Everyone knows that many of you do it. I know. My, in, in San Jose, in the Bay Area, is, okay, it's, it's chos, and it's a tremendous merit, but you don't have as much competition to do it. Usually Pat's very happy yeah. if you take the job, right? You know, you know. She's looking for She's looking for you. So, but in Miami Beach, it's not like that. And when the Rov, uh, who had been there for decades, passed away, or Mordecai Shapiro passed away, there are plenty of, there was a, my father called right away. The second, the second he heard that he passed away, what, what did my father say? I'm doing the Tahara. He called him to the, he wants to be in the Tahara. He wants to do the Tahara. You know, if he would have called a half hour later, there's no way he would have got to do the Tahara. I thought family members aren't allowed to. He's not a family member. It's the Rabbi Vershol. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, you, you're correct about that. You, you heard correctly that part, but no, it was a Rabbi Vershol. So I'm saying, he chapped the rhyme. You, you, you wait, you snooze. What's the, what's the old expression? You snooze, you lose. you lose. You lose. There's a danger. You have, sometimes you're excited. You know, I, I can't tell someone, I want to exercise. And, you know, I, I, I make this, I have a meeting. Uh, I, literally, I have to, and then I don't get to exercise. I was not snoozing, I was doing other things. Doing other things, but you know, you got to eat, you got to take care of yourself. You got to prioritize. More, yeah, yeah, take care of spirituality. So my, my, my job is filled with spirituality. But you know what? I still have to learn. If I don't push time to learn, I'll be uh, ignoramus. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you snooze or lose. You, you take opportunities. They're here. Things come up. Things, you, you lose energy. You lose opportunities. So before you get to the mitzvah, you gotta have proper drive. You can miss it otherwise. You can, you, you can't, I'm gonna just tell you something. I, you know, I mentioned about praying for children. I'm going to tell you something which is awesome to think about. It could be, if you pray for your child tomorrow, it will affect the rest of their lives. Now, we're not going to know that. It could be you need 100,000 more prayers. I have no idea. But sometimes it's that one prayer, that one tear, that changes everything. So imagine here, parent A could have been that their child marries a better person, or the child's not religious and they have, a, they have a spiritual moment. Or the child's religious and they meet the right person. Whatever it is. And it was that tefillah that changed that person. You change a person. You don't just change a person. You change all the future generations. In theory. And yet one mother davening. Who knows if that was a person. But you snooze. You, you forgot about it. You lose. You don't even know what you lose. We don't know what we lost. Sometimes we know what we lose, and other times we lose opportunities and we don't even realize. You don't even realize. I could have davened. What, did it mean to, what does it mean to lose at that davening? I could have davened shachris, and if I would have davened shachris, my husband would have learned better Torah. I would have been healthier. Or whatever it may be. You know, it's a remarkable Gemaras. Listen to this. The Gemara says as follows. Staka tatzel mimavis. That charity saves a person from death. Staka. It could be charity saves from death. And in fact, 
it brings down in the Sifrei Kabbalah, the Svarim, that very often before a person, God, God punishes a person, He will give them an opportunity to redeem themselves. He'll give them a chesed, an act of kindness. If they do that, they will be spared from the punishment. If they do that, it will spare them. So the Gemara says, that Rabbi Akiva was told by people involved in the occult, you should know that the day of your daughter gets married, the day your daughter gets married, she will die. So he, you know, he starts davening, whatever. Daughter gets married. And uh, daughter gets married. And she wakes up in the morning after the marriage. And she sees that there was a, she had taken off a pin from her. What do they, what do they call for the hair? What's the, the pins? Is that, is that like a fancy word for that? Those, those big, no, like a big sharp pin. Oh, a hat pin? Like a, like a long, in the old days, like the needles, like, like a long needle type thing. Could be, yeah. Like it's one of these things, she had taken it off and she had put it in the wall. This is not like today. Our walls are different. And she sees in the one she had killed a snake, a poisonous snake with her hairpin. So Bekiva said to his daughter, like it was a poisonous snake. She, he, she told her father, she saw that she, but it was, and this is, you know, this is 2,000 years ago, before electricity, you know, and that she was with her husband, it was dark, whatever it was, the guy, I think she had married, right? she had killed this poisonous snake, and they had said she was supposed to die. So Akiva asked the story, he said, to, he said to her, did you do anything, did you do anything which was a merit for you? So she said the whole story, how it was a poor person ready for the wedding, and she gave him this poor person, and helped him, even when she was so prepared for her wedding, and she needed the stuff, whatever it was, and then she said, Rikiva says, that's why you lived. Really, you were supposed to die last night. I want you to know that. He, she, she didn't know that they had said she was going to die, but you lived because of that. So think about this. This daughter could have had generations after. Generations after her. She would have died. But because of her merits, she lives. Now go back to the Holocaust. Who knows? Why? I mean, I, I don't know. Like my, my, my grandparents lived. You know, my, my mother's father, I'm, just, I'm only thinking of this because I'm just doing this genealogy. But now. My mother's father saw his first wife and two children shot dead in front of him. They had a, they had a trap door when the Nazis came. And I'm not telling you this to, to, to scare I'm just telling you to, you know, I'm awed by it. I'm, I'm awed <laughs> whatever by it. You know, it's my grandfather. You know, uh, he, he, they ran. And his wife and two kids could not get there in time. And my, gra- my grandfather got there, and they closed the door. There were a few people hiding. They put their hand in my grandfather's mouth, and he saw through the crevices, through the floor, his wife and kids get shot. You know, you were talking about, I mean, I, I, I don't know how my grandfather lived the rest of his life, how he lived, but it was seconds. What? 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 Who knows? First of all, how they got there, but forget that. What was his merit? Like, I'm here because of that. I mean, what? I mean, my family, I've, he has dozens of descendants. Uh, like, something, someone, maybe his father, I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Hashem has his plans. But I do know is that something was there. Why he lived, I have no idea. What merit he had or his grandparents. There are some merits. <laughs> there are some merit, And we don't know what that is. And it could be that it's that one mitzvah. It could be that that prayer you pray for tomorrow for your children or grandchildren gives them that merit. But if you waste it, it's gone. 
not, and it's not just, my point is, you don't even, we don't even realize sometimes the, the, the opportunities that come our way. And therefore, you need to have zrizis before the deed. You need to take advantage of the moment. You have to save, run for it, run for the gold. You, gotta, you, gotta, you don't, don't watch opportunities pass you by. You have a guest, someone in the community, there's a scholar, there's a whatever. Take advantage of it. There's some, something. The Amitas Zehadavar, and on the truth and the veracity of this reality, the sages pointed out with the coronation of King Solomon. So David said to Benyahu, Benyahu ben Yehoyado was the head of the Sanhedrin. Take Shlomo down to the Gichon, not to the Gachon, El Gichon, to the Gichon, which is a spring outside Jerusalem. Right? And Benyahu, and Sadduk, who was a Kohen Gadol, and Nasan, who was a Navi. So you have Benyahu, who was the head of the Sanhedrin, Sadduk Kohen, and Nasan, a Navi. All took him down. The Anu Benyahu, Amen. Can you imagine? So David says, David says, David says to, to Benyahu, take Shlomo, he's alive now. And what happens, I'm not going to go into the whole Navi of Malachim right now, but there are other people who are going to coronate, who are powerful people, Adoniyahu, who is David's older brother, with a different mother. And they were going to coronate him. And at that moment, Bathsheba comes into David with Nasan Hanavi and says, it's now or never. If you don't, if you sit by and act, you don't act. By the way, now I'm, about, you know, I'm a trust, in, I, my background in law is trust in the states. Like you either have a will or you don't have a will. <laughs> and there are countless things people wait and there are real fights that come from that. Right? You either appoint this person, you either pass the baton on or you do not. And if you do not, by act by not acting, it's not going to be Solomon who you promised to be the next king. It's going to be your oldest son who's not as worthy. Um, uh, so, so he tells Benyahu that day, when they come in to tell what's going on, go immediately to coronate Shlomo in my, and, t- and sit him on my chair. You, and so so Benyahu says, says, Amen. So about Benyahu's Response: The Medrash Rabbah says, it says as follows: Rabbi Pinchas b'Shem Rabbi Chanan d'Tzipori. Rabbi Pinchas said the name Rabbi Chanan of Tzipori. V'lok far ne'amar he benolalach yehu yeish menucha that there will be a, a, a Ben whose name will be Shlomo and he, and he will be the king. El Harbe Katigarin Yamdu Mikan Vargi. There's many, there's many, many accusers that can block you. Uh, to get to the Gichon. If you don't act quick, it was a, a, a spring, a river outside Jerusalem. Yeah. So that's what, that's what they used to coronate all the kings. Okay. So if you don't do it now, he may never get there. So Benio said, uh, I mean, he was going to do it immediately. Right? Before, before there shouldn't be any, any delay. Harbe, Harbe, Katigorin. Uh, there are many, many uh, forces that can go ahead on a material level. Also, what's with, 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 with brought to actually, Rav Dasha says this, 
categorically literally means like a prosecutor or accusators. Even in Shemayim, even in Shemayim, even in heaven, even in heaven, you could lose the merits. It means you could have been on that path. This is a remarkable. There's actually a halacha. You know, on uh, during the the nine days of mourning for the Beis Hamikdash or, or Tisha people do not get married. The minute is even the three weeks, we don't get married. But the the post can bring down that you could even get engaged on Tisha You know why? Because until you're engaged, somebody else could take the girl. Something else can happen. Something, and, and, and you know what the Gemara talks about? Not that someone's going to steal, somebody's going to pray for her. Somebody's going to pray, let me marry this girl. Somebody's prayers can come and affect what you could have got. So Benayahu says, I mean, I got to do this, and I need God's help to do this as soon as possible. Because the time procrastination actually can open up a person to even heavenly accusers. Why should she get this? Why should he get this? Maybe they don't deserve this. Maybe a person will do something in the middle where they lose it on a spiritual level. And therefore our sages told us this is a medrash and the mechilta tishmos. Ushmartim esamatsos. You should watch over the matzahs, which literally means shmartos matzahs. That shmura matzah. You need to watch. You have to have in mind. You have to have in mind when you're making the matzahs for the mitzvah. You got to make sure it's done correctly. But the the the, the chazal, the gemara says that the mechalta says it on a hamaletic level. Ushmartim esamatsos. You, matzah, you should watch over matzahs. Mitzvah it changes from matzah to mitzvah. Mitzvah baliyadcha al just like you can't let the, 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 the dough rise or it won't be matzah, it will be chametz, it will be bread. So to a mitzvah, don't let it ferment. Don't let it be lost. Don't squander the moment, don't squander the opportunity. Again, I'm not trying to make a big deal about praying for I mean, just, but if you don't do it, that opportunity tomorrow is not gone. By the way, praying for kids is important every day. I'm just picking tomorrow. It's because it's an Indian. But th- there are many other things you will lose. And again, we don't realize that one tefillah can make metamorphosis. I, when I look back, how I met my wife, and, and at the point I met her and she met me, there were trillions of things that had to happen at that, for that to happen. Trillions! I mean, I'm, 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 I'm understating, obviously, because it's... <laughs> I mean, who I met, how I met... Someone, the suggestion was my wife's sister... I've said this before. If I would have dated her, forget about it. Nice girl, you know, very nice girl. Not for me. I would never date my. And it was, I wasn't read to my wife. That's someone else. But somebody I'd known from years before said, "No, not for her. For her, right?" Like, and this, and it was like, I'll keep going. By the way, do you know what that takes? It was one prayer this way that way. Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do know one thing. It was to get that. To get that. So who knows? Maybe that one tefillah. Maybe that one mitzvah. Maybe this way, that way. You don't know. We don't even realize. You know, you're all, your ladies are in this room. Mrs. Stolen, you're a miracle. You too, Julia. Miracle. You know, from Russia, when they fed you atheism, science is God, where they ripped away your Yiddishkeit, they ripped away, I had someone at my house this Shabbos lunch from Minsk. I was telling them, Minsk? Do you know what's from Minsk? From before World War One, Rabbi Aaron Cutler was from Minsk. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was from Minsk. Rabbi Ruven Grozovsky was from Minsk. Minsk was an ear hatayra. 
It was a city of Tarshish. So, so some, someone said, oh, there's, there's, nice, there's a nice Chabad. And I said, what are you talking? I said, even if they make people religious, they don't have an education to make a Dailam. Great scholars like they had in Minsk 100 plus years ago. They, what was Minsk in the 1950s? Were they Torah Minsk? Was there Torah? 1950? Yeah. It was Minsk. Was there Torah there? Yeshivas? No, no. Chadarim? No. 60s, anything. They, re- they ruined it. And yet, they stole it. They ripped away Torah from all of Russian Jewry. And they fed them godlessness. More, more, a moral, no real morals. I'm not talking about your families. You obviously can't. You're here. It's it's, it's, it's someone. It's someone. Someone, you're, someone back there was praying for you. You know, and who knows when they prayed? Who knows what the merit is? You know, when you left, you could have ended up in a town where you never met a religious Jew in your lives. There are Russian Jews that happened to. There are Russian Jews. That they that they got they, they ended up and they and they, they even when they became free they're not free, they ended up never seeing Torah. Somebody prayed for you. They have some merit to meet somebody to have some inspiration, and who knows which prayer it was? Who knows what day it was? Maybe it was a five thousand prayers, and maybe it was one. Only Hashem knows that. My point to us is we don't even realize what we can the opportunities that we have. So Rambam now continues, and. About other things, the Gemara says that another person should always rush, hasten to a davar mitzvah. Um, uh, that because the older daughter, Lot's older daughter, uh, preceded his younger daughter. We know that Lot's daughters, after Stone, what did they do? They they had. Uh, uh, they they they, uh, they they had relations, but because she had Zerizas to be with her father, she, that she, her descendant uh, came in first. Moab, which is Rus, came Shvuas, came in before night. From the first night, night Lot's daughter one, had a descendant called Rus, who, who married Boaz, and from the second night, from Amon, was a descendant named Naama. Who married Rechavam, uh, who was the son of Shlomo. Both of them had a merit because they had somewhat good intentions when they were with their father, right? They thought the whole world was destroyed, etc. But the older one went first, and she had four generations for earlier that she had risk come from her. From her, Amru Zrizim, your little kid always says, Zrizim, Makdimin, Lemitzvus. That people who are Zrizus hasten to do mitzvahs. And it says, Also it says, You can run for a mitzvah, even on Shabbos. On Shabbos, the Navi says you should walk slowly and peacefully. Shabbos is peaceful. But if you have a chance to do a mitzvah, you can run! You can lapse! You can push yourself! You know why? Because even on Shabbos, if you don't run sometimes, you lose opportunity. And even on Shabbos, it's important to run for a mitzvah, because when you learn to run for mitzvahs, you get mitzvahs. We'll pick up in two weeks.